Hello, hello, my beautiful Crips and Walkers. Today is Monday, January 18th, 2021. The Green Bay Packers are going to the NFC Championship. We are two days away from one of the most major presidential inaugurations in U.S. American history. And everywhere I look, people seem to be having some kind of identity crisis. All that today on Handy Schlapped. Stay tuned. Hello again, everyone, and welcome to the Handy Schlapped podcast. I am your host, Jordan Schrader, and I hope all of y'all are having a much better, more peaceful week than what we've been seeing or experiencing over the last couple of weeks with things going on in the media and in Washington, D.C. It's just been such a madhouse, and I'm going to keep it real with y'all today. I'm trying some more things here on the podcast. I am rather than just trying to edit my shows every five seconds, um, I'm just going to try to just talk with y'all as normal as possible without feeling like I need to fit some form of script or anything like that. I'm trying to keep it as close to a natural conversation as possible. And I think all of us prefer that right now. I was actually reading something um, within the last week or so um, somewhat related to podcasting in how people don't really like anything that's super scripted or um, when podcasts or conversations on the podcasts themselves feel stiffed or unnatural. They kind of like it when there's interruptions um, like minor interruptions or pauses or breaks or whatever because it just feels like you're actually talking to someone rather than this super scripted show that doesn't relate with how we are feeling whatsoever. So I think the more I just hit record and just talk without needing to correct myself every few seconds, the better it'll be and the more I'll be able to relate with y'all. And with that said, I have actually been having a little bit of a better week. Uh, The good news is that my Green Bay Packers are going to the NFC Championship. The bad news is the Cleveland Browns are not. (laughs) But uh, they did a really good run. It's a miracle in itself that they made it this far in the first place to uh, the divisional round. What's really funny about that, excuse me, is that I have some old college buddies. Um, They went to seminary as well, even though we all went to different seminaries. Um, But they've been riding or promoting the Cleveland Browns train since 2013. I didn't know about that really until recently, but then when they did mention it, it kind of hit me. It kind of reminded me that, oh yeah, some of those guys did wear Cleveland Browns jerseys or had some Browns merchandise back then, um, even way all the way up here in uh, just north of Milwaukee, Wisconsin. So kudos to them, and I'm sorry um, they got disappointed yet again, but hey, now they've 
gone well beyond anyone's expectations. They are not the same rounds as the announcers of the game were saying yesterday. So, awesome job. But, I'm sorry, I'm a Green Bay Packers fan. To see them back in the NFC Championship in Lambeau Field, home field advantage against the GOAT Tom Brady, or I should say the cheating GOAT Tom Brady is going to be incredible. Even though they totally clobbered us in, I think it was October, I don't remember, I was sick in the hospital then, um, so I was feeling a lot better than the Packers were feeling at that time. <laughs> uh, but joking aside, it's going to be an incredible game. Sunday, 2 o'clock, in Green Bay, home field advantage. I cannot wait. There's nothing greater than a playoff Packer game. I don't care what you've done that's incredible. I don't care what you say. I don't care. There's just nothing greater. Unless you've lived up here or unless you've felt the fever of being a Green Bay Packers fan, you don't know. But in other news, that game is... Uh, excuse me. That game is six days away. But you know what's not six days away? The presidential inauguration of Joe Biden and VP Kamala Harris. Now, this inauguration is, is unlike anything we've ever seen before. It's crazy. They got the National Guard dominant all over the area. D.C. is on lockdown because they're just trying to keep everything as secure as possible. Or that's what they tell us, at least. Uh, there's been violent threats going on all over the internet about um, some big news potentially happening this week. We don't know. I'll believe anything like that nowadays. Um, there could be some kind of um, lockdown throughout the country or like a media blackout, blackout or some kind of form of martial law. We don't know. It could be something like that. It could all be a conspiracy. Nowadays, let's just see what happens. Give it a week. Whether it happens or not, we'll see. But with that said, are you going to watch the presidential inauguration? What are your thoughts on it? Are you all for it? Are you going to help with the projected low viewership of the inauguration? Do you think it was all stolen? Or do you just not care whatsoever? I will probably look a little bit, but that's only because I'm waiting to see something big happen. I don't know, maybe I'm just a weird sadist that way, or something like that, I don't know. But what I do know is from watching all of this go down, especially on social media, I'm seeing so much, or I should say so many people going through some form of identity crisis. Specifically and dominantly, conservatives versus liberals, or Republicans versus Democrats. It's a basic narrative of you're for us or against us. And it's all we're seeing on social media right now, especially last week or so. And what I'm getting here is that we, because of who we are, 
And because of how God created us, but most importantly of our fallen nature, we are such territorial people. Obviously that's natural. And we believe in so much of tribalism that if you don't belong to anything of great magnitude, you're a nobody. If you don't side with the conservatives, you're the enemy. If you don't side with the liberals, you're the enemy. There is no more middle ground. Or, you know, you go to any kind of event, you have to try to fit in somehow. Or at least that's the narrative. But I ask you today, who do you say you are? Who do you say you are? Again, it comes down to all kinds of different narratives that try to determine who we are and how we identify ourselves. Like I identify myself as a Republican conservative and nobody else. I can bet our, you know, I identify myself as a white straight man or a black man or a black woman or identify myself as a homosexual Latino, or I identify myself as a Christian. I identify as a Muslim, a Buddhist, a Jewish person, whatever. We always say, I am this. Because we have the habit, the natural habit of identifying with these different labels. I identify myself as this, I identify myself as that. But these are mere coverings. They're just what I said they were. They're just labels on top of who we really are. You know what's interesting? Whenever you meet someone brand new or someone you're introduced to, whoever, what's one of the first things you ask them? Besides their name, we always ask, what do you do? Not who you are, but what do you do? Because we find value in people's actions or their work ethic or their job or whatever. And we never really go beyond that. We put so much value, worth, and identity in our jobs, in our activities. Like I work construction, or I'm an office worker, or I play football for the Green Bay Packers, or I play baseball, I play soccer, I'm a soccer player, I'm a hockey player, you get the picture. We put so much emphasis in things that we can execute, work for, and show on the surface to the point where these are um, coverings of what's really beneath all that. A few weeks ago, actually no, just two weeks ago, 
uh, my pastor and I were having a one-on-one -on -one meeting. We have these little weekly meetings at my place to discuss further church activities or how we want to preach on any given Sunday, uh, you know, business. Um, and he asked me a very interesting question after watching a certain short film that he emailed me. He asked me about our community. In our community, you look all around, it's very work ethic. There's a lot of performing arts opportunities. There's also a lot of emphasis in sports. It's a hardworking, nicely funded, or I should say, nicely wealthy community. But I kind of missed the point of his question. Because what I just said now were the answers that I provided him with. Um, and he was looking for something a little more related to the short film. And then I'm like, oh, duh. He asked me, or he said to me, you know, Jordan, people in this community don't really like to be known. And I'm like, oh, wow. You know, that's very true. And you know, it's not just this community that I live in. It's all over the place. It's all over the United States. It's all over beyond. Just go on social media again, and you see nothing but, look at this in my life. Look what I'm doing with my life. Look at the new job I get. Look at my wonderful uh, girlfriend, boyfriend. Look at our engagement photos. Aren't we adorable? Look at my wedding. Look at my pet. Don't get me started on the, on the pet posts. <laughs> but look at my achievements, my accolades. Am I not value enough? Am I not worthy enough for you? For whom, we'll get to in a minute. But the more I thought about it, it's very true. As people, and especially individuals, we do not like to be known. We despise it because of not only trust issues, but being burdened with the vulnerability and being destroyed by someone who will abuse our vulnerability. So we hide ourselves. We hide ourselves in different achievements. We hide ourselves in work. We even hide ourselves under a perfect family or just wonderful things that we're doing. We even hide ourselves beneath our hidden sins to make ourselves feel better amidst the great pain and struggle that we go through every day. Because vulnerability means we have to expose ourselves and we hate exposure because of the shame underneath everything. All of the shame underneath the fig leaves that we try to cover ourselves with, much like Adam and Eve tried to do in the Garden of Eden 
when they were made self-aware of their shamefulness, self-aware of their sin, self-aware of their nakedness, or in this case, exposure. You know, when you talk with your friends, or better yet, let's zoom out a little bit. I want you to take out your hand and count how many people you can trust on that one hand. Two people, maybe one person that you can fully trust. Are they your therapist? More than likely. <laughs> My point being, a hundred years ago, that was a different case. A hundred years ago, you could count multiple trustworthy friends on your hand. It would have been like what, four, maybe five. Now it's barely one. We don't know each other. We don't talk to each other. Maybe because we don't trust each other. But I ask you, who are you really? I can ask you what you do, and that's great, that's wonderful. Keep doing what you love to do. Um, maybe you love your job, great. You take pride in it, awesome. You take pride in being athletic in a lot of sports. Maybe you love video games, you love movies, uh, you love your family. Um, you love to do all of these different things and activities and share it with the world through social media. And that's wonderful. But what does the Bible say about you? Who do you say you are? But I ask you, who does God say you are? Maybe you have no more sense of identity because of so much crap and trash that you've been through in your life. Maybe it's not even worth mentioning the good stuff in your life because you feel like total worthlessness because of how someone else has treated you. Did someone take away your value? Or does it feel like someone took away your value? Have you been burned over and over and over again to the point where you never want to engage in a real relationship with anyone again? Are you too hesitant to put yourself out there romantically or proactively, however? But I want to tell you that that is not the case. You can get up again. Someone is reaching for your hand to pull you out of your identity crisis, of your need of hiding yourself, to avoid exposure, to avoid vulnerability, to avoid trusting anyone again. This new narrative 
over the past several years of focusing only on yourself and building up yourself, trusting yourself and loving yourself to the core. I'm not totally bashing that narrative. If it helps you, great. But I don't think it's the cure that we think it is. What does the Bible say about you? Who does God say you are? I tell you right now that he says no matter what you've been through, what you're going through, how you may feel about yourself, how other people may feel about you, what lies people have said about you, the abuse someone did to you, whatever it may be. Someone gaslighted you. Someone burned you to the point of self-preservation where you don't want to interact with anyone, where you no longer believe in yourself. I want to remind you that that is a lie from the pits of hell itself. The Bible says that you are God's child. The Bible says that you are loved, you are cherished, you are someone of value, for he has created you. And you have all of the care and saving grace available for you. And I ask you to really think about that and say to yourself, I truly am loved by Jesus. I am a person of worth. I am a person of value. And God has me right where he wants me to be at this moment in time. So when you ask yourself, who am I? Where do I belong? Why am I here? Is it my job? Is it my family? Is it my activities? Is it my sports? Is it my gender? Is it my politics? Who am I? Again, I tell you, you are God's child. And his love for you outshines all of the love we could ever get from anyone else. Maybe there are times when you try so hard to win the love of another person that will never reciprocate it. But that is not the case with God. For when you enter his arms and accept his Holy Spirit into your heart, you are a regenerated person. You are born again. You are wiped clean of all of the dirt of the past. For Jesus died for you and me, all your loved ones, your family, your friends, and even your enemies. 
embrace the salvation of Christ today. Look up to the sky, or keep your head up, I should say, and hang on. Remember who you are. Remember how God created you. And say, I am a child of God. Let's pray today. Heavenly Father, I thank you so much for who you are, Lord God, for all that you do for us, for your amazing grace, your love, and we glorify you for that. I pray for anyone that's listening to this podcast, Lord, who takes pride in everything on the surface, Lord God, all of us, myself included, who sometimes take pride in the things that we do, take pride in our activities, and use them as masks to hide who we really are because we fear exposure, vulnerability, and rejection. Lord God, you know who we are to the core, and you still love us unconditionally. Help us to embrace that through your Holy Spirit and to share that same love with other people. I thank you, Lord God, for everything. Pray for all who are listening, and we pray for the church all over the world. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Well, all right, everyone, I want to thank you again for listening to the show today. May God bless you. Remember, you are a child of God, and that is where your true identity lies. If you'd like to continue the conversation and ask questions on the show that I will gladly answer right here, you can add me on Facebook on, well, facebook.com slash Jordan Schrader, or you can email me at jordanrobert71 at gmail.com. Until then, take care, God bless, and stay classy.